0: Artisan Podcast, where we explore creativity, inspiration, and the determination it takes to be an artisan. This podcast is for artisans, by artisans. I'm your host, Kathy Duraghi, and I'm thrilled to introduce you to our next guest. I'm super excited to welcome Nick Osterman, the Senior Design Director at Corporate Visions, Inc. here to the Artisan Podcast. Nick and I have known each other for a little while, but this is the first time that we're really getting a chance to sit down and have a conversation around how he started in his career and just you know, what's, what's going on with him on the creative side. Welcome, Nick.
1: Thanks, Cati. It's great to be here. I, I appreciate you uh, welcoming me on.
0: Absolutely. So obviously, I know that in your career trajectory, you've you know you've done it all. You've you know held, uh, owned your own business. You are now with corporate visions. You've been uh, contracted. You've been you, you've done it all. So I just wanted to kind of start with uh, at the beginning. How did you get your sure. start in this crazy industry? Fun and crazy industry that we're in.
1: Yeah. I'll go way back. I mean, for me, it really started, um, in, in middle school. Um, I always just had a natural inclination towards, towards the arts and towards creativity. Uh, but I think that was really fostered and brought out in me in middle school. I had an art teacher. His name was Park Ginder. In fact, I, I was thinking about him just the other day. I looked him up, found him on LinkedIn. He's a principal now. So I'm, I'm going to drop him a line and cause I, it's been so so long since I've ever communicated with him, just to let him know the influence he had on me. Um, but it was neat. He was my art teacher in middle school. He was fantastic. And then when I moved into high school, just because his job was changing, he he also moved into the high school I went to. And so he was my art teacher for a bit there as well. And I think probably the, the most uh, pivotal time and all that for me was my freshman year because He was sort of geeking out over this relatively new software called Photoshop and he had gotten some funding and gotten some Mac desktops for the art room. And I would just hang out in there with him and a few other students at at lunch after school and just kind of play around with those programs and learn them. Um, He was real generous and just let us kind of push the boundaries and try new things. And I remember even a couple summers he would let let a few of us take those desktops home with us and lo- they were loaded up with software and we could just fool around on Photoshop and just keep learning it. Um, so that was, that was kind of the start for me. And I got hooked. I got hooked on what those programs could do and, and the potential that they had. Um, and I just kept, kept dabbling in that um, all throughout high school in, into college. To some extent, I never, I never formally studied outside of just a few, general art courses in college i didn't major in that i don't have a degree in that but i always pursued it on my own and always um uh at the beginning and then more and more so I just slowly started getting requests for work and and making things and a friend would see it and thought it was cool and they would pass me off to somebody else and just got more and more paying gigs and until it became um, a freelance thing i was able to do and then an employed thing i was able to do and just from there
0: it's so important to have a mentor or someone who can kind of you know seize that potential and can help foster that potential yeah i'm sure now that you're in a position where and you have been you know obviously with having owned your own business for such a long time uh, in a position to mentor and to see the potential in others um, which is nice to kind of see that come full circle
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, there he and others certainly did that for me. And I mean, I, I always say like, I love the creative process, but I think I enjoy working with creative people even more. So just uh, like you said, um, encouraging people and mentoring them and offering whatever wisdom I can and, and collaborating with them on things. It's just, it's an inspiring thing for me to just work alongside uh, other other creative folks. It's one of the best things I get to do.
0: Where do you like? It must take a lot of self direction not to jump in and try to fix it, right? <laughs> and to be yeah. able to guide someone to get to that end result on their own. How do you go about doing that?
1: That's a good question. Yeah, that impulse can certainly be there, um, and you know, I don't know anybody ever really walked me through that transition to serving more mm-hmm. as like an individual contributor and to to being more more in roles of oversight and creative direction and things like that so you just kind of stumble through it and and work it out and and figure it out but um i mean for me i like i think it take for anybody to do that i think it takes some humility because if you think you're the best designer in the world and you can do something better than anybody else it's going to be a challenge to let someone else do it or to um you know, to review their work and not pick it apart or not want to redo it yourself or whatever. And so, you know, it's important just, just for me and I think anybody in a similar role to realize, I know I'm, I'm not a rock star designer. I'm not a ninja. I'm not a, I'm not the, the greatest in the world. I'm not the best designer I even know. Um, and I work with really good people and I've gotten the chance to do that. And so I think um, becoming Becoming a cheerleader, becoming a champion of those that you work with, and recognizing that they have great ideas and they can execute really well, uh, and and what a benefit it is to them to to have a cheerleader, to have somebody who can just not not do it for them, but just to help them refine and get better and better and better, and iterate on things is is invaluable. It has been for me. I, I've learned that it is for others. So um, when I when I In those times when I don't think too highly of myself, it then becomes a lot easier to support others because I know, quite honestly, they could probably do a better job than I could, and that's okay.
0: You are quite humble. I've seen your work. You have
1: incredible work. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice of you to say.
0: (laughs) But I also know that you're an educator, so that is something that you're passionate about. So I could see how the two of them uh, play along with each other and support each other.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I've I've gotten to have a, a kind of varied career in design and, and creative industry. But like you said, I've also been a teacher. I have, I have a master's and doctoral degree in, in education and leadership. Um, I've gotten to serve as a pastor for, for 15 years. And so just that, that, that role role in my life of being an educator, being a, uh, being a speaker, being somebody who's just, um, always working to influence people for good certainly serves me well and and is is completely applicable to what I do now. Yeah, lovely. Well,
0: I'm sure that the team that you're with um, is so you know so happy to have you to be able to have someone there with this particular mindset of a developer and someone to kind of help people you know spread their wings is is unique. It doesn't come around um, as often to be able to put our own egos aside and really help sure. focus on other people. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about, you know, there's a fine transition of going from an artist and a creative, um, a freelancer to someone who decides to start their own business, start their own agency and kind of put that entrepreneurial hat on. Um, Yeah. Can you share a little bit about kind of what your journey was in
1: that? Sure. I think my, my whole, uh, I was going to say adult life, but even prior to that, I've just always enjoyed starting new things and taking, taking risks like that. Um, And then even I've been married 15 years. And so since meeting my wife and just growing in life with her, that she is very much like that as well. So we spur one another on to, to try crazy things and go crazy places and start new crazy endeavors. Um, So she makes it easy, but, uh, it's always just been in me to, to do that and to start, to start new things and to want to, to want to lead out in stuff. Um, and honestly, it, it started in areas other than, than, uh, creative for me early. I mean, like I met, I was a pastor for a long time that included being a, being a church planter. So actually, you know, gathering a community of like-minded folks and starting, starting a church, um, from scratch. And so that that was a big undertaking, learned a lot of lessons there. Um in, in terms of in terms of uh working as a designer, I I always did in some form or fashion those two things alongside of each other. So it was it was uh you know vocational ministry or education on one track and then creativity and design work on another track. And while both ebbed and flowed in different ways during different seasons, I was always doing both and um even if even if the creative side of me wasn't wasn't like my full-time employment or my main gig gig in any different any given season i was always doing it and so there was always um again just people um recognizing that and asking me to to do things and uh to take on work and so it it just it kind of be it, it was a very natural evolution uh to be able to to get more and more of that interest from people getting to the point of just saying, um, you know, it it makes sense for me to try to build a business out of this and to, uh, to actually take this somewhere. Um, And so that's what I did. And it started small and, you know, doing free work for friends and for family and then evolving into just being thrilled when you get a couple hundred bucks for something and stuff just growing from there and getting, getting bigger and more, well-known clients so it was it was really a natural organic kind of thing but I guess because of because of my history of 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 starting things it was never really that scary it was just sort of it just made sense to do it you know
0: mm-hmm. where do you find the inspiration to or, or what suddenly gets you you know Idea, the ideation, even to kind get something else going. You, you mentioned your wife. Yeah. is Is she the muse that kind of gets that <laughs> get that? Gets absolutely. That going?
1: Yes, that is that is that is absolutely number one for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I just have this belief that I think for, for myself, for everybody, for the books and the paintings and the plays and the the movies and the songs that so profoundly resonate within us um, tend to be those ones that most attest to to god's character and the creativity of who he is and what he's woven into creation um you know like i i i believe like the bible says that um the work of god is written on the hearts of all people even if we don't recognize it as that and so i think there's these echoes that reverberate inside of us when we see things that are good and true and beautiful um and so for me like for example that that happens often when I'm like reading good fiction or when I'm, I have, I have a, I have four kids, my 10 year old boy, he just loves movies. He wants to be a filmmaker. He's got this classic movie list. We're just working our way through. So when we sit down, we watch like sci-fi together. Um, That inspires me seeing how he lights up in light of that inspires me. Um, It's like just even that genre, just considering things that, we as people haven't seen yet or explored or invented. Um, that, that gets me going. Um, human stories of, of triumph and kindness inspire me. Uh, like you said, my wife is absolutely the creative force, uh, in my life, in our family. She always challenges me and inspires me with her painting, her home design, her fashion. I mean, she, she is the spice in every part of life certainly. Um, and then I'd I'd mentioned our, our oldest, uh my 13-year-old daughter, she she loves uh baking. And so, you know, my wife is the cook, but my daughter and I, we are, we are the ones who bake. And so even that process of putting ingredients together and seeing that that creative transformation of of uh you know things that are not very impressive on their own coming together and making these beautiful things, creations we uh, didn't exist before. Even that's inspiring to me. So just those normal, everyday life and family things um, really inspire me.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, baking, gosh, that's a like creativity and chemistry mixed yeah, in together. So and, you, yeah.
1: and and the reward and the payoff is tremendous. so that's <laughs> great. Yeah, for sure,
0: for sure. Um, we're obviously in a very precarious time now with with the pandemic, so many people, so many amazing people out of work. Um, yeah and so many people with some extra time on their hands because they're not working um any insights that you can share from times that maybe you've been in between positions yourself like how to continue that creative juices how to continually create so that they can stay uh you know know, they can keep their skills sharp as well as their creativity um blossoming
1: yeah yeah it's a good question it's It's funny and it's hard because I mean, this year has been that for many people, but it's been that for me as well. I think this is professionally probably been the hardest year of my life um, because I I was, you know, running this agency, this collective and, and working on great projects. And then like many the pandemic just sort of dried up a lot of that work and a lot of that demand. And so I made that shift while I still have some of that some of that going, it's, it's at a much smaller scale than it was. And so I made that shift to looking, uh, looking for a full-time role and the process of doing that. And the, the, the patience that it required to do that, um, is, is mind numbing. It's maddening. It's infuriating. It's so frustrating. It's, it's all those emotions wrapped up. And so, um, I very much experienced that this year. I mean, finding, finding full-time work was my full-time work. And I think in the midst of that, it's so easy to, uh, it's so competitive, especially now it's so easy to compare yourself to others, to, to get completely focused on yourself, on what you feel like are your, are your shortcomings, on things you thought would pan out that don't. Um, and all of that to say, I, I understand. I think I, I found it, very challenging to remain creative and inspired during seasons like that because you feel like it's not working or you feel like, um, yes, I, I can get on LinkedIn and I can see inspiring posts and I can see people encouraging me to, to learn a new skill or take a new class or work on a new project. And those things are good. And those are true, but it's hard when, when sometimes you feel so beaten down, you just don't want to, or the last thing you want to, or even if you're considering like. Should I even be doing this with my life? Maybe I should just make a giant pivot. Why would I continue to fight to be creative if all it's giving me right now is frustration? Um, so I just want to acknowledge the challenge of it. In the midst of that, um, again, I think for me, it, it honestly was probably more hard to keep to keep creating my own things. It was it was more helpful for me to uh, to consume and kind of feed on. The other things that other people were creating, just to just to keep that that spark going in me. Again, mm-hmm. if that was like reading good fiction or um, watching a great film, um, those kinds of things. Because I I definitely had those moments where I didn't I didn't feel motivated to to do that kind of thing myself.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's so understandable, uh, especially you know I think this particular. Time, this particular incident that's happened, there was so much unknown even from the people who who were hiring or who are on the hiring side. Just so much unknown as to whether they, you know, to move forward or not move forward. Or, you know, just mm. our world is just this is the first time for me. I've been in obviously artisans been in business for, you know, we're celebrating 25 years next year. So oh, this wow. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. So that's this awesome. is this is not the first downturn right there was that 2008 downturn and then 2000 yeah. so i i've been through the wave and this one was just different in you we know, just the mass layoffs happening and you know people just saying oh my gosh we're going virtual we have no idea how to go virtual and just like that that whole it, it was just um i'm glad to see that yeah. there's a light at the end of the tunnel
1: well and if i can speak to that too i just practically um you know that when you're when you're looking for work, especially in a time like now, that that black hole of mindlessly sending resumes out, it almost kills you. It's like you just you just can't keep doing it when it feels like it's going nowhere. Um, and so I know we all know like it it's all about networking and connecting with human beings. Um, like in my case, that's that's absolutely true. Uh, and and I know I'm not here, and Caddy didn't didn't send me any any gifts prior to, to plug her services or those like her. But I mean, for me, a, a big shift came when it, when I, I just, I moved from um, you know, kind of cold calling people. And I, I worked with uh, somebody like you who, who really invests in and helps uh, people in, in the creative fields, find good fits. Um, and that, that's what made the difference for me. And um, it was, it was a big relief. I mean, not, not only that to, to actually land something and find, find a, a great job better than what I had hoped for, but um, just to connect with you and to have an advocate and to, to feel like actual progress was being made, you know, it was really encouraging.
0: Well, I'm thrilled that we were able to make that connection for sure.
1: Yeah. Likewise.
0: But to your point too, and I share this with a lot of clients that we work with is even if it's a no get back to the person. So we can say no, you know, I think it's the, it's the unknown. That's even more difficult than to say, you know, I'm sorry, it just didn't work out. This wasn't the right fit. That's fine. But at least there's closure. It's when there's no closure, no feedback that I can imagine how much that would just erode somebody's confidence. Um, And then you do start thinking, Oh my gosh, is it me? No, no, it really isn't. but yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and like many that I've heard from during this season, I mean, I, I got fairly deep into the weeds of, of interview and hiring processes with what I thought were a few really promising organizations with, with really good people. And I know everybody gets busy and is overwhelmed, but some of those would just totally, totally drop away and, and you just kind of get ghosted and, yeah. and you're shocked and it's so frustrating and you do, you do wonder, is it is it me? Did I say something? You don't have that follow-up. You don't have that closure. There's still some that are outstanding now. Maybe I'll hear from them someday. I don't know. It just kind of, you don't know, you don't know what happens. So yeah, yeah, those human connections and and when possible um, just communicating consistently is just, just helps people in in a challenging time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, We launched, I don't know if I told you this um, when we were speaking, but during the pandemic, we, we launched a new site called Inspiring Hiring. Did I tell you this?
1: No, no I haven't seen that.
0: And it was just because, you know, it was just some quick thing that we put together, but there was such an onslaught of candidates coming without the jobs there. And just yeah. recognizing that like, we can't sit on these resumes until one day the jobs come. So it's, it's an online resume portal that we started um, so that people could just have a little bit more exposure and get, you know, get mm. their names out there um, because it, it, yeah. was, it was crazy times. Crazy times. Yeah. Um,
1: but That's But That makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. But in this instance, I'm glad that, um, yeah, I'm sorry that it was so difficult for you, but I'm glad that at the end, the connection that was made with, um, with where you are currently ended up being the right connection. So
1: happy about yeah. that. Yeah. Thank you.
0: So, uh, I guess words of wisdom to those who are in this position still looking, um, any beyond, you know, working with a recruiter, um, or, or making that personal connection. Is there anything else that you can share to kind of lift some spirits and uh, get people going back on their job search?
1: Gosh, I don't know if I can lift spirits, but, um, I mean, for me, uh, like a few things come to mind. One is is the importance of diversifying, and I think I, I said I've always done more than one thing, but I don't think I I was recognizing that I was actively, purposefully doing this. I, I I just sort of stumbled into that. But I think I think it's important for anybody to, um, to always try to get good at more than one thing. Um, like for me, I've kind of jumped back and forth between. Jobs and careers and focuses at different times, um, and I'm really thankful for that because there's been seasons where one thing didn't pan out, or or I was just exhausted from that, or it wasn't the right fit for my family at the time, and was able to step into something else. Um, and I think, you know, like I, I think about I think about my dad, like the way I grew up, what I was taught, what was modeled for me was it was a different generation. You know, you you get a job, you start your career. Most often with one company, you, you climb that ladder, you stay with that company, you get your retirement and, and all goes well. And I I still think about that a lot, but our, our our world doesn't really work nearly as much that way anymore. And so to, to do more than one thing, to diversify your talents, um, your, your set, even just what you're exposed to. I mean, like for me, it's reading, but to read widely, to have some, some insight and knowledge and to. Um, different fields, different industries is, I think, incredibly valuable so that, so that when an opportunity comes along that you do like, you don't look like everybody else. You have some skills, some abilities, some knowledge um, that, that makes you stand out, that makes you unique, that gives you uh, some insight that others won't have. Uh, I feel like that's kind of where I ended up, but that's, that's something that served me well um, in what I'm doing now. So I think that diversification is really important. I think um, uh, just learning knowledge, wisdom, reading widely is helpful. Uh, And then we talked about a little bit, but just treating people well throughout the process. Um, It's so easy to become really self-focused and just just expect others to respond to you and bring opportunities to you. But as much as you can do that for others um, is only going to reap rewards for everybody involved so just even if it's simply encouraging people or uh commenting on something somebody posts online Mm -hmm. cheering them on uh giving somebody else credit for something great um i mean that's that goes such a long way and we all we all need that i needed that i continue to need that everybody does um i mean i think back when i when i was serving in a teaching role like one of the things that sticks out to me, it's a, it's a particular role I had never done before. I was a little overwhelmed, a little nervous, also excited. But I mean, like my my supervisor at the time, she, she dropped off my favorite candy bar just to say, I, I know this about you. I'm encouraging you. You're doing a great job. Like the tiny little thing sticks with me, encouraged me, gave me fuel to keep going. So even the little things, if we can continue to do that for each other, um, helps everybody and, and increasingly folks will do that for you and builds everybody up together.
0: I love that. Our world needs more of that. Um, all, yep. all around, right? And, no doubt. And I'd love the, that just the, the pay it forward, um, piece of it is you never know, especially in the creative industry. It, it is such a small industry. People know one another and, um, you never know who's, who's going to cross your path again at, at some yeah. point. And this is feedback I give candidates all the time because last year, ghosting was happening on the other side where candidates would go on interviews and then suddenly you'd never hear from them again. And you'd be like, mm. what, what is going on? Uh, <laughs> and, and kind of recognizing that, yeah, you know, you're very popular now or everybody's in demand or you have a whole bunch of interviews lined up but that trust and respect to the person who's taken the time to interview you or to send you out on the job or it, yeah. it goes both ways. It really is about uh, just relationships and maintaining that um, Yeah, on the yeah. human level. right?
1: Absolutely. And I mean, you know, w- when somebody gets to a different spot where they're able to make some decisions, they're able to hire, they're able to bring on a freelancer or whatever, I, I, you're, you're going to remember the person who, who was kind, who encouraged you, who who cheered you on somehow. Um, those people rise to the surface because it's a display of character and uh, humility. So yeah, it's only gonna serve you well.
0: Yeah. So speaking of hiring, since you brought that up, um, when you are hiring, when you're either looking for collaborators, um, like the collective that you had, um, or even currently, what's, what's important to you? What do you look for in a candidate?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, One thing would certainly be, I mean, I always look for broad experience and and I'll qualify that. I don't mean somebody who's, who's worked at it for 10 years or who's, who's done everything because that's, that's not always fair, especially for people starting out, obviously. But I guess when I mean, broad experience, I mean, kind of like I mentioned before people who, just have a have a hunger to learn mm-hmm. and to to dive into projects they don't yet understand and to if they don't know the answer to a question still say yes and jump in and find the answer and figure it out and learn a new skill and try a new program and uh, use a new gadget I mean whatever like so people who have that that eagerness that hunger and that that type of experience where they've they've tried their hand at different things and they're willing to, to keep doing that is, is really important because um, you know, I, I think skills, skills can generally be learned, but if you have that kind of person with that kind of attitude um, then they're at least in, in my world, they're more likely to be a cultural fit. And uh, you know, we can work with that. Somebody who, who has that baseline mm-hmm. skill set but then a willingness to to find the answer to any question you throw at them is the best thing. So that's one kind of in, in, in concert with that is, is humility. We've touched on some. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody knows you don't like working with people who have a big ego or who are unwilling to get their hands dirty. Um, I know that previous times in my life, and I think that others may have a perception of some of these roles as creative director or head of design or executive CD or whatever, where it's kind of this ivory tower role and you don't have to, you don't have to get your hands dirty and stuff anymore. You just maybe get to get to sit on high and hand things out for other people to do. And it's, that's not the case at all. We're all, we're all getting our hands dirty and, and cleaning up messes and, um, so when somebody is is looking for something like that, where they don't have to get their hands dirty, they're unwilling to do certain things, that's that's definitely a turn off. So that humility mm-hmm. to jump into whatever is huge. Um, so yeah, those are the big ones. That that yeah, it's it's. I mean, they're all kind of tied together. Maybe it's just one thing, but yeah, um, that's the key thing that I look for.
0: Yeah, really more attitude and culture.
1: Absolutely. necessarily
0: having, obviously, you want them to have the skill sets, but you're willing, yeah. you, you know, you specifically, because of your background and what you've shared, um, strike me as someone who's absolutely willing to help teach someone to get to the next level. They don't necessarily need to come with all those, you know, yeah.
1: tools sharpened. Well, and I think that's my mindset because of my experience, too. I, again, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have this broad formal training in the creative industry. Yeah. Um I'm kind of I am self-taught. I learned as I went. I just tried things out. Uh I mean my my undergrad degree was in religion and philosophy. So mm-hmm. like that <laughs> in a lot of ways that didn't prepare me for what I'm doing now. Um so I and that's that's not at all to to speak against uh formal training. I I I would have benefited from it, I know in that area. Um but I I recognize that's not everybody's path and mm-hmm. um so many of us are not working in, are not most gifted at, don't excel in what we majored in in college, maybe. Um, so uh, again, I think that's where, you know, skills can be learned and developed and people grow in that. Yeah. But it's that, that character, that humility, that willingness. I think that's, that's everything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of uh, what you're doing now, uh, I know it's not what you studied. Um, what are you? <laughs> do you mind telling uh, telling the audience
1: what your no, is? not at all. Yeah, so I'm I'm the senior design director at uh, a company called Corporate Visions. We I had never heard about it before I stepped into it, probably because it's focused on B2B. But um, it's a great it's a great company. I work with tremendous people, and they do really really great work. Um, what we do is we help. B2B companies with their customer conversations. So uh, any any company that wants to improve um, their sales conversations with customers, with clients, uh, we help, we have, we have amazing frameworks that speak to that messaging frameworks. Uh, we have training for that. Uh, what I oversee as senior design director, I, I get to oversee all of our creative directions Uh, creative direction and and our design standards for all of our client-facing projects. Uh, So I get to work with our visual direction team. I have three creative directors under me, um, as well as freelancers we work with and some agencies that we work with, um, ultimately so that every one of our clients' customer conversations translates into effective and memorable visuals. And the cool part of it, I think, a big part of what makes us unique is that we, we tap into this proprietary neuroscience research on attention and memory. And that's why I also get to work with some really cool people. Um, so, so one of the folks I work closely with is, uh, her name is Dr. Carmen Simon. She's a cognitive uh, neuroscientist and our chief science officer. And so she's always just running these studies on, on attention and memory. And then we we translate that into how do we help companies have those conversations that are that do grab attention that are memorable um, for for their clients. Um, in doing that, I get to work on all of our client stuff. And then I also get to sit in on a lot of our um, sales support calls and client conversations. And so it's fun and it's neat. And I, I told Katty earlier, it's intellectually stimulating, it's creatively challenging. Um, And it's really fun and and no two days are the same by any means. And I I like that a lot.
0: Wonderful. How can people find you, Nick, if they wanted to reach out
1: to you? Yeah, probably the easiest is just through LinkedIn. Um, You can find me through Corporate Visions on there or just Nick Osterman on LinkedIn. Um, I'm not on a ton of other platforms, so that's probably, probably the easiest.
0: Great. So as we come to a close of our conversation, if you could sum up this year, since we're coming to the end of the year in one word, what would it be?
1: Huh, for me personally?
0: Mm-hmm. Could be personal, uh, could be professional. Just the one big lump of life in one word.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll pick two words if I can. One would be unexpected. Uh-huh. <laughs> Both both for the bad and the good. And then I think too would, would be uh, merciful. I mean, it, it's been a hard year. It's been a hard year for me, for my family. And yet uh, we've been carried through and we've ended up in, in a spot that I never anticipated that we would. And I think uh, m- me and my family both were getting to do great things more than we deserve. And, and we're thankful for it. Beautiful. Thank
0: you for sharing that. And thank yeah. you for spending your afternoon here with me on the Artisan Podcast and I can't wait for this to launch and I'll send you the link and we'll go from there.
1: Sounds good. Well, my pleasure. Thanks again.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Artisan Podcast. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Artisan Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Artisan Creative, a staffing and recruitment firm specializing in creative, marketing, and digital talent. You can find us online at artisancreative.com or via social channels at Artisan Creative. We look forward to connecting.